Good morning, Vietnam. Mic check. One, two, one, two. This is the sound of the Covered It podcast. We are back after a two-week vacation. Apologies for that, folks. We've had some busy schedules and we are still not getting paid for this. Um, <laughs> um, I am joined once again by a regular booth, door booth, uh, I don't know, a regular boother <laughs> attendant, Mr. Ben Scott. Welcome, Ben. Patrick, every time we release a podcast, I write out a little blurb saying what's going on and what's in the episode. And recently, I feel like I've been using the word hiatus quite a lot in our descriptions <laughs> because we keep disappearing off for two weeks at a time. So if you could stop playing golf when you want to record on a Tuesday morning, if my grand- grandparents <laughs> could stop passing away, and if Scott could, kept, could stop going on dates, then we'd be able to record our podcast much more easily. Just FYI, folks, for this pod, there may be some audio issues. Also, apologies to that. We're working on a strict, tough budget of $0. <laughs> um, and uh, Ben also can't afford his Wi-Fi in his London apartment um, due to the cost of his rent. So uh, apologies for that, folks. If you want good audio, I would recommend The Diary of a CEO or some other funded podcast. But um, for the Covered It podcast, The Bad Boys of Irish Golf, um, apologies, there may be some glitches in the audio. Uh, this podcast is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it's been a long time. A lot has, has gone on in the world and the world of golf. Um, and in the world of trading, we'll call it, Michael Blurry, the star of the Bur- big short Bur- film. Bur- Michael Burry? Bur- Burry? Burry, no, Michael Burry. No, no. Michael Burry has just bet 1.6 billion on the stock market to crash uh, next week, or I don't know, at some point in in the near future. Um, I have been looking into this though. I think he's like done this a load of times since 2008 and got it wrong like a load of times. So yeah, um, not not really buying buying Burry there, but um, yeah. So what are you buying and selling this week, Ben? What are you buying? Um. I am buying the European Ryder Cup team. I'm suddenly mm. a lot more confident in our chances. I know we're not deep, um, but I just think we've got a lot of good guys playing well, and we've got a couple of big tournaments coming up on the European Tour, which I think cream will rise to the top of European Tour players. And I'm quietly confident for uh, for Italy for the Ryder Cup. I also agree with you. Um, a lot of guys playing well recently and um from looking at the kind of first is it first six guys that made the american team park even even max homa they're kind of uh, unknown quantities in the Ryder cup so i don't know about a year ago or, or in the last year i was feeling like it was going to be an absolute trouncing over there in the in rome but for some reason i'm yeah i'm, I'm gaining confidence big vic playing well maddie fitz tyrrell um yeah, Rory's up I mean, there, Rams sticking out hanging about. Yeah, I was yeah. actually going down looking at the US Ryder Cup team and looking at the potential picks. And one guy who's not playing in the last event for the tour championship is Cam Young. And can you imagine if you went back like 12 months and you told us that Cam Young wouldn't be a lock for the Ryder Cup? Mm. He was yeah, playing unbelievable exactly. golf. Um they have such strength, but the players do blow hot and cold. So it'll be interesting to see what those picks yeah. are. 
God, I can't wait for it. I'm buying Mr. Blades Brown. What a name for a golfer. Um, he's a 16-year-old from Nashville who played in the uh, the US Am last week. But interestingly, inter- interestingly enough, um, his mom is named his his mom's name is Rhonda, who was a star point guard at Vandy, later a number one pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, and she was the first WNBA player to hit a three pointer in league history. There's a stat for you from the coveted pot. Wait, what? The first. Yeah. So the first three-pointer in the WNBA was in 2008 by Rhonda Brown, mother of Blades Brown. The WNBA WNBA must have only started in 2008, right? I think it's a very young league, yeah. But she was the first um, three-pointer in the league history. I think that's a pretty cool stat. If if you were called Blades and you were from Dublin, it would be because, (laughs) because you had a rough upbringing. Not because you like to use blades on the golf course. That's it. Does sound like um? Do you know the way the the Dublin gangsters in the in the drug trade will call it? Or they always have like a middle na- nickname. Do yeah. You know, like uh, the general and all this. It sounds like a, a. It sounds like his name should be Billy Billy Blades Brown. You know what I mean? We'll stop there. We'll stop there. Um. So um yeah what else I'm selling the FedEx Cup selling that no interest race to Dubai selling that too I think it's just fairly it's a fairly agreed opinion that like everyone just ranks the majors first you'd even rank the players yeah. championship ahead of FedEx Cup the Ryder Cups the Walker Cups everything FedEx Cup I'm selling it just not so probably the reason saw... also why we haven't had a pod in two weeks <laughs> yeah. I actually saw some some guy tweeted, don't know who he was, can't remember, uh, didn't save it. But he said if the FedEx Cup was finalised uh, via match play golf, it probably would sit up there alongside the majors and the Ryder Cup as <clears throat> the best golfing spectacles. Like if you, Absolutely. the way they do it with the staggered, the fact that uh, Scotty starts at minus 10, minus 8, I think that's an awful format. Yeah, um, but if you did it so Scotty and Vic went straight through the third round and they play on slightly uh, they get the lower seeds or whatever and then your your final winner is whoever comes out first I think that would be yeah. unbelievable I think that's our answer to everything on this pod is more match play golf yeah yeah what I do like about the FedEx is actually the, the other end of it I don't really care about who wins it but it's quite exciting seeing players like Tyrrell uh, Jordan Spieth all on the bubble not knowing if they're going to go through like it means a lot I saw Tyrrell throw his club out of the bunker he thought that it he, that it meant he wasn't going to get in Sahith is no longer in which pretty much writes him out of the Ryder Cup because he doesn't have one last okay. chance to get a pick so actually, I actually I don't care much for the top of the FedEx but I quite enjoy the bottom of it as players get knocked out so who who were the notable knockouts then? Um, Would you know? So the players that were Did... on the bubble Tyrrell make it in the end. Tyrrell made it. Spieth made it. Straka made it. Which means he'll probably be in the right. I saw a video. I saw a video of Tyrrell kind of leaving the golf course and off thinking that he wasn't going to make it. He he didn't think he was. And then the way it ended up. So Sahith, Chris Kirk, Denny McCarthy, that kind of ends his Ryder Cup hopes. Justin Rose, uh, Kidiyama, Seamus Power. So like a lot of guys who were kind of on the bubble anyway. Um, but it was just, yeah, like I said, it was good to see 
people like Tyrrell and Jordan Spieth really react to yeah. playing inside that line. Colin Morikawa is in number 24. Give him a chance to uh, to make the Ryder Cup. So no, I actually, I yeah. like... I'm, He's been doing I'm, nothing this year, hasn't he? I'm selling the top of the FedEx and I'm buying the bottom of it. <laughs> um, an incredible round of golf from Big Vic Hovland. Um, a huge fan favourite. I didn't watch any of it myself at all but um saw a few highlights on twitter and social media and stuff but delighted for big vic but it just tells you as well that as soon as he was walking off the green he just said to rory rome's gonna be fun yeah yeah i'm getting um, i'm getting hyped for the Ryder cup the FedEx cup do you know what i mean yeah. starting to build and um i also saw the uh walker cup team was announced this week a few irish boys on that um alex mcguire and um Sorry, I don't have the list in front of me here, but Matt, I know there was Matt a few, McLean, few names. Liam Power. Yeah, and there's yeah. one other. Caelan Rafferty, second reserve. And First I, reserve I, or second reserve, I, is it? Yeah. I don't follow amateur golf too much, but I did see this morning someone said the results that Caelan has had this year in comparison to one of the one of the English guys or Scottish guys selected yeah, is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. He should have been picked. And then it, it so turns out that the, that guy plays at the same course as the guy who's picking the team, who's a general manager there. So I was thinking this, like surely in the in the amateur game for selecting a Walker Cup, there's all sorts of crack going on there. Like because it's all it's all it's picks, very like... hard to do that in professional golf because it's so in the public eye. But in yeah. amateur golf, come on, like you know, it, it's also and how do you picks. compare? 12... Is it? Yeah, interesting. Um, well, also, how do you compare? Yeah, Sorry. how do you compare like? The west of Ireland field against the west of England. West of England, it's very hard to compare. Well, so, I um... I did see someone. Uh, I think maybe Irish Amateur Info retweeted it, but uh, a guy who's who obviously knows his amateur golf was comparing, ranking the golfers and then ranking them on, on links courses. And Barkley Brown, who played mm. in the Open as an amateur and has a very good college career, basically was like NA when it comes to links golf because he hasn't played any in the lead up to it. So it's interesting what that how that plays into the selection like he hasn't played any links golf he still got into it he's obviously a very good golfer but i thought that was kind of interested just seeing their adjusted Very, ranking yeah. based on their links results i'm i'm really hoping now you're going to tell me that barkley brown is a long long distance cousins of blade blades brown i think he must be he must be i feel like they should get in touch just in case you never know barkley um, brown's what a bucket hat Bucket Hat guy from the Open. Yeah, Bucket Hat King. Yeah, yeah I wonder, yeah. will he be... See, he's a few... When was that World Cup? A couple of years ago. I wonder, has he grown up a little now and he he might not be wearing the, the no, Bucket I Hats, ba- but uh, I, back him. I hope he brings it out. Yeah. Um, I'm also selling the Tropic of Can- Capricorn. Um, The evenings are getting shorter mm. and shorter these days. I reckon we just get a petition out there to just... Hang on to the sun up here at the Tropic Cancer, and um, let's just keep the the long evenings. It's getting very sad, like you know, the the midweek Wednesday comp. You you you've got to be you've got to be out there early just to make sure you get in these days. Really didn't know where you were going with that Tropic of Cancer. I thought that was about to be a star sign <laughs> segment. Um, actually, when you when you told me to jot down things I'm I'm enjoying and not enjoying, I find it very difficult to find things I'm selling. Um. But something I'm really enjoying at, at the weekend, <laughs> I played a scramble format. God, scrambles are so fun. Oh, scrambles so fun. I'd like yeah. to go play because often scramble like this scramble was like a char or it was a memorial scramble for Scott's grandfather who passed away many years ago. But it was a very good golfer. Um, and I was playing with 
two females who were probably in the twenties handicaps and a and a guy who plays golf three times a year. So it wasn't a very competitive scramble. It was more about having fun. I'd yeah. like to go around and play some competitive scrambles with with the covered it boys. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, just see, yeah, like see what seeing we can how shoot. low you can go. Mm. Is that a thing in Ireland? I reckon we'd. I reckon we'd break. I reckon we'd break seventy. Mm. Oh, you'd want to. Obviously, course dependent, but I reckon we'd break seventy easily. We should give that a go. Yeah, absolutely, It'd be fun. Benji, podcast or not? Jamie Carragher. Does he have one? I'm asking you. I don't think he does. He does. Of Jamie course. Carragher has a podcast. Yeah. What's his podcast called? I think it's called the Jamie Carragher podcast. <laughs> um, podcast or not, Tony Bellew. No, definitely doesn't. He does. Yeah. Um. So yeah, every, I actually couldn't find a celebrity that doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> so this game can only be played one way. Um. <laughs> um. Do you know what else I'm selling? Right. I paid two eighty five for an ice burger last week. The cost of living these days, it's going yeah. crazy. A a set of a set of Titleist T one hundred irons is now up at around. The seventeen, eighteen hundred price mark. So that Maybe actually close. means that you're mad, isn't it? So that actually means that if say, say you get seven irons, just doing it on the fly here, that actually means that your each iron is now up or around two hundred and forty euro. So like just your seven iron is worth two hundred and forty euro, and it's one of fourteen clubs in your bag. It's getting a bit ridiculous, but anyway. Right. Remember? Do you remember when? Like, how what are we moving your, on to? Go on. I was just gonna say, how much did your first good set of clubs? I remember buying a set of Mizuno Muscleback MP something or other when I was about sixteen or seventeen. I think they cost me like six fifty, and that took yeah. so that took me a while, a couple of loops out in the old head to save up for that, and like that was an investment. And yeah. now, were they were they new or secondhand at the time? I think they might have been new. Six fifty back in the day. That you said. I, I remember ago, buying my first set of irons second hand. I bought my first set of irons second hand. They were a set of McGregor's, um, probably promoted by Aaron Baddeley at the time. Um, and I'm fa- I'm fairly sure a second hand set of irons back in the day. I'd say it probably wasn't even more than hundred quid. But anyway, uh, inflation does exist. Um, so as a podcast, we have been naming our favorite Irish golf holes over the last however 20 25 episodes um we sometimes have actually recorded episodes where we've just completely forgot to um to move on to the next hole um but we are on the 12th hole if i am correct ben and i think this is going to be fairly short and i'd be willing to put my uh title or role on the line here um if anyone can tell me that there is a better golf hole a, a better 12th hole in ireland than in the old head then you can come on here and present this podcast every week be my guest but like it's just there's no conversation is there 
There is no conversation. Shani, quickly, could you tell me what the eleventh hole was? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> did we did we figure that out? No. We could I suppose we could just listen back, but who the hell would want to listen back to this podcast? I went back and figured <laughs> it out. It was the eleventh in Valley Bunyan, which I've never played. Okay, okay. Um <laughs> I think uh, I think let's just like not listen to any listener uh, messages and just go twelfth. But what yeah, okay. I don't know what what would people have said? I, I, there's I don't think there's any rival. It's probably the most spectac- one of the most spectacular golf holes in the world. Yeah. The sea to the left of the old head, which is if you're driving out that way, it's towards my parents' house. Pro- must have more golf balls down there than <laughs> anywhere else. It'd be so interesting to see it, wouldn't it? How many balls are down at the bottom of that? Yeah. I so I think funny. I looped for two years out in the old head and didn't once get to that tee without every single golfer hitting one into the sea. Um, mm. There are just thousands of golf balls. And then all the golf balls of the of the golfers who try and cut off too much of the corner as well. I think what we could do in order to drag this this out as we only have seven holes left is maybe next week we, we could do Ireland's best... Um, GUI or Golf Ireland um, 12th hole because for some strange reason the old head isn't it's not a club is it or it's not part of you can't count your handicap there you can't play any sort of counting round there um, so yeah it'd be I think it'd be cool to just figure out what the second best 12th hole in Ireland is or the first best GUI hole um, I'd also do you know what it'd be, just on the topic it'd be interesting to know what the slope rate of the old head is um, because there is none I don't know well, if, I... if it's if it has been done unofficially, but I'd be interested to know because on a calm day there, it is very gettable, I would say. Interesting you say that. My 82-year-old scramble partner this week, uh, Irene, used to run a bed and breakfast <laughs> in Kinsale. And she was asking right. me my thoughts on the old head. And I said, it's very nice. Uh, would like to get out there more often than I do. And she said, I would often get people who would rate golf courses. These two gentlemen would come and they rate all the courses. And they were coming to the old head to rate it. And they said, in terms of scenery, it's spectacular, but it's a very easy golf course. And I think I would agree with that. I wouldn't say very easy, but I would I, fancy myself to, to to go for it there if I got some calm conditions. I We should definitely, I think if we're if we're due to play it soon, which we, we may be, I'm not too sure, but if we are due to play it soon, we should definitely do an over-under out there. What yeah, would the okay. over-under be out there on a calm day? I, I've played golf once in the last six months, so pretty high. <laughs> oh, it's got to be over under 75. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Tire ourselves to that. Um, okay. So that's that done. Um, Quack Cup. We also forgot to mention that. How did you guys get on? We did. Um, Quack Cup was, it was great. Really good success. Uh, we brought, I think we had 72 or 74 golfers this year and increased from last year. Um, it was just a whole lot of fun. We got some absolute howling conditions. Wasn't too wet, but it was very windy. People were coming in. They looked beaten up. They looked like they played 54 holes and they just played really? 18 in a, in a buggy. Uh, incredibly windy. Conditions. Yeah. Whole lot of crack from... Uh, Cairns was a special place for us. To, I don't know. We just have a bit of a connection with it up there. We always have a good time when we go back. Um, so the Quack Cup will, I'm sure, be going back again there next year. But it was a lot of fun. And uh, a couple of people asked us why we kind of started the Quack Cup. And the best explanation that we kind of came up with 
is that we came in after we come in after the first round we put everyone out in random groups and the amount of people who play with two randomers and then we'll request to go back out and play with them again the second round and like that's, that's great kinda, yeah it's brilliant yeah that's class that's kind of why we do it um create some new golfing friendships all around ireland and we even had people in from the uk people, uh, one guy came from amsterdam um people from all over the place so was mm. uh, was good very successful and good crack yeah yeah, because look, listen, at the end of the day, Quack Golf is, um, uh, it's a community um, and it really seems to be um, picking up and th- at the, that's just at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a community of like-minded golfers who um, like to have fun and like to play golf. Um, so this um, this was really brought home to us when we um, started our fantasy football league. And we got over 200 entrants into our fantasy football league from people who listened to, to the Covered It podcast. Um, so, uh, you know, community of golfers, but golfers don't just talk about golf. We talk about all sorts of things. So I am buying the Premier League and I am buying fantasy football. Um, so we might as well just go through. So a shout out to Owen O'Mani, top after um, two game weeks with a total of 159 points. I would also like to shout out my wife, who is currently eighth in the top 10, K. Lloyd Samuel. But I would also like to note that I picked her team for the last two weeks and have happened to beat myself. Um, But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that was honestly so cool when 200 people joined our fantasy league. So thank you to everyone. And uh, we'll hopefully have a, an old prize at the end. Um, we might even do like a top of Christmas um, champagne prize and maybe hopefully we'll do an old uh, community golfing day out for the final game of the season, potentially on the cards if people were interested. So get in the comments and let us know. We were thinking it'd be a good idea to run a, a society event at the end of the year, just before it all finishes up. Could be a bit of crack, mm. um, get as many people down as possible. I, I was thinking there should be some sort of forfeit between the three covered it members that are partaking i haven't quite decided what now but i think that oh as in who, who comes yeah last. we should leave that open to that that's a good suggestion a good suggestion i i do remember a really funny forfeit that i was told about one time um i can't remember who told me who did it but it was there's a a town off the some coast in scotland on an island i think and there's a town called twat and the forfeit in their WhatsApp group was that you had to get uh, the ferry to Scotland and drive to this town called Twat and get a selfie in front of the town sign called Twat if you lost fantasy football. So uh, maybe we could put that in and uh, get get to play some courses near the town of Twat. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, <laughs> anyone, anyone you're buying or selling this week? Are you, pa- are you panicking? Um, well... Uh, I'd have to figure out what's going on with Gabrielle at Arsenal. What, as an Arsenal fan, what the hell? What the hell's going on there? I'm not sure. There was interest from Saudi Arabia, so I don't know. Was Arteta trying to kind of send a message? But with Tommy Asu getting sent off, I think uh, he'll be back in next week. I have him as well, so yeah. I'm kind of don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. But just on the FPL we were chatting about, have you ever heard of anti FPL? <laughs> what's that? So anti-FPL is where you feel the team and try and get the least amount of points as possible. Ah, come on. No, I'm not no, playing that. Is there no, there and, better not be people in my Covered It League playing that as well. And there's some rules. 
if your player does not play any minutes, it's a it gets assigned nine points as a penalty. You can have no more than three million left okay. in the bank. So you have to pick the good players to use up your the the cost. If your captain right. doesn't play, it's an extra fifteen points. And then at the end of the year, it's it's all kept in a spreadsheet. There's a website for it. You enter it. At the end of the year, whoever has the least amount of points is the winner. Like I like it. You like it? Um, I end up playing that anyway by myself. <laughs> I suppose we should call out in that sense. I wonder, Killian Joyce sitting bottom of the covered at FPL league at no, number 201. I wonder, is he playing anti-FPL? To be fair, I think there's two guys who joined late. They're, I think Thomas Walsh is bottom, having played both game weeks. Okay, okay. So okay. shame on you, Thomas Walsh. Okay, so just to finish us off this week, I know we're going to discuss um, some DP World for a change. Um, Shano, Shane Lowry's heading over to play, um, playing with Adrian Moronk and um, Olison. Who's Olison? Thorbjorn. Is that Thornbrook? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got so, Luke Donald playing with Big Bob. Yeah, so Shani, you're just running through. Uh, this has come off. I don't know if he listened to the pod. Somebody runs up a, a Irish Twitter account called Blue on the Board, which mm. I can't imagine. He's He's got 4,000 tweets. Um, You can't have much action outside of Ryder Cup build-ups, yeah. but fair, fair play to him. Um, yeah. he, he, he does pump out some good content, and this week... He basically has broken down the D and D checkmasters and the the pairings that have come out. So interestingly, uh, Dolan, D- Donald, Donald is playing alongside Bob Mack and Alexander Bjork, two potential picks. Interesting. Presumably yeah. for him, that's like, yeah, it, can they can they put up with the pressure? Um, Eduardo Molinari, who's a vice captain, playing alongside Yannick Paul and Rasmus Hogard. You would have to think right. one of them will be a pick. Colts yeah. Arts is playing alongside uh, that guy, the Chas Arts, the Belgian guy. <laughs> yeah, and Pablo. <laughs> who, yeah. who got his his, your, his PGA card via the Corn Ferry, or is about to. And then Frankie Molinari. I presume the guys in, in blue, in, in dark blue, are, ca- are vice captains, right? Yeah, potentially, in, yeah, yeah. In bold. So he's playing with Nicholas Hoygaard and Aberg. Uh, so interesting that they're all playing with potential players, obviously, and they're all yeah. going to report back. I think it's like the European team is, is actually so interesting in that we probably have, what did we say, like eight or nine locks. And then after that, there's just, not that there's nothing, but like there's, they're, they're kind of all the same level between nine to 12. So like technically Luke Donald could come out of nowhere with them. Um, like a, a Ludwig pick, um, uh, which I don't think he would get heavily criticized for. Um, I think he has probably a bigger headache, um, than Zach Johnson in that, um, in that sense. But at the like same there's... time, it seems like he has a bit of freedom because it's kind of like they're all relatively the same level. A, li- a little um, bit, and like I don't know, Donald obviously had a bit of say on who his vice captains were playing with this week which is fair enough. He probably didn't have much say, but there's three potential picks playing beside each other there. Moronk, Theorbjorn Olison, and Shane Lowry are all playing in one group. Yeah. And that, that could be three picks. Like, who knows? Well, um, I like I think Shano's a lock, and maybe maybe it's a, a Shano... Maybe it could be a Shano-Moronk uh, pairing, potentially. Yeah. yeah. 
I also you think, think that way as well. Like Marcel Seam is looking fairly well. I think it's the is it the top twenty players from the GP world who don't already have PJ Tour cards. Get them for next year, and at the moment Marcel Seam is in a position to get that. But he's not really in the Ryder Cup conversation. Okay. So, yeah. well, which I think is interesting because he's surely he's clearly one of the top twenty players on the on the your on the DP world to get a PJ Tour card, but he's not really in the conversation for a Ryder Cup spot. So, be interesting if he puts together it's gonna a be couple interesting. of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think that's where we should probably leave it, Ben. Um, in the middle of your sentence there, you slow down like this because of your Wi-Fi. So I reckon we leave it there, folks. Um, hopefully, we hopefully we'll be back next week for another episode. Um, enjoy your golf this week. The summer is is coming to a close, so make sure you get out there and make the most of it. Because before you know it, it's going to be November, and we're all going to be craving to play some golf. So. Um, enjoy the week folks we'll chat to you soon once again